to say that there are a lot of free agent wide receivers that could make an impact on different teams is a massive understatement. Mm -hmm. There's so much talent in the free agent market this offseason. Let's talk about some of the top ones today. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Hey yo. What hey, up, yo, what hey, up, yo. what up? Hey yo. Daniel Badaki is here with me. This is Zach Savage. We are your hosts of the Fantasyland Football Podcast. It is Thursday, the 25th of February. I cannot believe we are almost in March already, which means when we get to March, there's only one month away from the NFL draft. And that is when things start to get really exciting. That's right. The countdown begins and I'm pumped. Like, and I can't, I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, I think when the NFL draft is in full swing, we will all be much, much happier people. It's just an exciting time. <laughs> yeah. Where will those people go? All right. Let's get to, new, to some, uh, some news to start the show. What is going on here? All right. What is going on in the National Football League? This is your need to know news. Not too much today, Badaki. And no. Mainly around free agency. Marcus Mariota is the first person on the deck here. And from what we have heard, his trade market has shrunk considerably. Might even be to the point where he might be cut this offseason. I don't imagine him being cut, but I guess anything is possible, right? Yeah, it's definitely anything is possible. I'm really interested to see where he does go if he does get cut. and even if, Or even if a team is going to pick him up. I, I don't really think that people are going to be interested in, in Marcus Mariona. Yeah, no. I I think there are some people who might still believe that he is a starting quarterback who might give him that chance, maybe a Ryan Tannehill type, I guess, revival of his career. Dak Prescott, the reports are coming out that the Cowboys are hoping to have a long-term deal in place before the March 9th tag deadline. Mm-hmm. I personally will be shocked if they don't franchise tag him. I, I just don't see them. They've butted heads for so long. I'm just not sure that I see them finally working it out, but I could be wrong. I, I, how do you feel about that? It, it's it's interesting as well. I mean, it's kind of hard to see where Dak Prescott is in this moment in the Cowboys. You know, obviously he he broke his ankle in the middle of the season. It's kind of hard to make a, a decision like that. You know, they were really going to base what he was going to get paid in that past year and he wasn't able to finish that year so yeah. <clears throat> excuse me I think it's it's interesting to see what he is or what Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are going to come to an agreement to maybe he does take a pay cut maybe he says you know what uh, let me just sign a get my check and walk <laughs> yeah yeah could happen hard to say uh what we do know is that he does want to get paid and i think we can both agree that he deserves to get paid right he deserves to get that top tier money yeah i i believe so i mean he's an amazing quarterback just can he do it yeah all right aaron jones we talked about him on the last podcast when we talked about uh that was last week actually when we talked about Mm -hmm. free agent running backs we both said hey it makes sense for him to probably talk to the Miami Dolphins and 
We have now seen reports that he and the Miami Dolphins are potentially on the same page. So there might be some mutual interest there. Last bit of news is Big Ben confirmed back with Pittsburgh in 2021. This is probably his last year, I I would imagine. Yeah, I think this is his last year as well. I don't see him continuing here. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if, if they do draft a quarterback in this draft or... Yeah. Maybe they're waiting on somebody, uh, you know, a big name that's going to be coming into the draft in the following year, or they really believe in Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I mean, look, as a, as a Washington fan, that that hurts me to hear you even say they might believe in Dwayne Haskins. But I hope I, you know what? That was actually rude. I hope he does have a good career. I hope the best things happen for him. It just it just <laughs> did not work out. In Washington, and that is the case sometimes. All right, there is a lot of news that is going to be circling around the league this offseason. The easiest way for you to keep up with us is to follow us on our social media accounts. And there's just one link. We've made it so easy for you to find all yep. that we do as Fantasyland Football. That link is solo.to slash Fantasyland Football. Uh, again, you can find our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, we're actually living, live streaming our podcasts on Clubhouse now. Clubhouse is a relatively new app. So what we've decided to do is just to live stream our podcasts on uh, on Clubhouse, excuse me. And then at the very end, we are going to open up for Q&As. So for all of our listeners here on our podcast platform, if you want to listen to it live, you now have that option. Yeah, Super easy uh, if you have that the app clubhouse our handle is at fantasyland fb all right let's talk about 2021 free agent frenzy we've got running backs on the show today tell them to bring me my money and i said running backs but it's actually wide receivers (laughs) it's actually wide receivers (laughs) i was gonna say running backs we did that last week (laughs) we did do that last week and we literally just said about how aaron jones could potentially go to miami and what that might mean for the miami dolphins team all right, there are a lot of teams in the free agency, Badaki, that could use a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, whether their cap will allow that to happen or not is a different scenario. But we have, we have two parts to this podcast. We're doing part one today. We're going to cover some names. And then on part two, we'll go ahead and give you the names that we will cover on the next podcast. Juju, Corey Davis, Will Fuller, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. That, that will be next week's podcast. But today, who is the first guy we are talking about, Badaki? Who's the first guy that wants to find that money in free agency? Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson. And the best way I can really explain this is that there is an amazing story about Allen Robinson that I have. And, you know, I can I can kind of say that I'm on speaking terms with A-Rob. You know, we, we sat down. Kind of. We had a conversation. It wasn't face-to-face. It was in the clubhouse room. (laughs) Um, I was actually in the clubhouse room where Allen Robinson was... He hosted a a clubhouse about free agency and and what, you know, what his thought process and how that was going to go. But look, it is... It's kind of cool how it all played out. And I kind of asked him a question. We did have an audio, but look, if you want to listen to the audio, we're going to post it up after. But I asked him a question. If if there's a factor on potential teams and abilities that's going to be surrounding him with the right pieces for for example does it matter if he gets his accolades like going to the pro bowl getting his yardage getting those touchdowns etc etc or was it a bigger factor of him staying and going maybe to a bigger city like new york or la 
And basically, yeah. short answer is that, you know, he really just, he wants to be plugged in and where he really can't contribute. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It was a really like a uh, humble answer, Definitely. in my opinion. And it's, he's not about I mean, the- that, that whole that whole experience was crazy in general, just to be able to be on a clubhouse room with Allen Robinson, <laughs> yeah. with his agents. He's literally just talking about his free agency. And then for him to decline me, when I tried to ask a question and to accept you, it is what it is, A-Rob. I get it. Like, you know, I, can't accept everyone, but I guess Badaki just, uh, he looks, he's, it, he's a cuter man, isn't he? He's yeah, cute. look, it, it was a little bit, I was definitely starstruck. I was stumped. Don't get me wrong. I, was, um, I wasn't talking as clear as I talk here on the podcast. I was stumbling on my words. I was, uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 A-Rob, um, I'm a big fan of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It was definitely today, Junior. Today, Junior's from Billy Madison. But all right, so his response was pretty much, "Hey, I don't care about them, quote unquote, building around me. I want to see how I can slot in and contribute to that team. I don't, I don't want to so much focus around me being built around, but how do I step in day one and contribute to a team?" Look, he ta- also talks about the franchise tag a lot and how that kind of hurts NFL players. That's quite interesting to me because I've never, I've, you know, I've understand, I've understood, excuse me, that the franchise tag does hurt NFL players, but I've never understood it from actually hearing an NFL player talk yeah. about it. Like it brought it to a new light. And the reality is this franchise tag, it was made to keep big players in small markets which was going to help small market teams. Correct. However, it's kind of turned into a way to not pay a star a ton of money because you don't know how their longevity will work out. And he talked about that. I I feel like in his heart, he obviously doesn't want to be franchise tagged. But let's talk about some potential landing spots. Obviously, the Bears are a landing spot. He signed with the Bears in 2018, a three-year, $42 million deal that was just after he came off a torn ACL. Right. In those three years with the Bears, he actually put up some very, very respectable numbers. In 2018, he was just getting back off that injury, uh, 44 receptions on 94 targets. He improved in 2019, 98 receptions on 154 targets. And last year in 2020, 102 receptions on 151 targets. He's put up seven touchdowns last year, six touchdowns this year. A little fun fact, the only players with more targets than Allen Robinson in 2020, Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Wherever Allen Robinson goes, <laughs> he will be an impact player. Yeah. He will be a reliable target. And I hope for his sake, he does land somewhere that has the quarterback situation not on lockdown, but there's a little bit more hope. And that's why I'm a little bit skeptical on Chicago as a landing spot for him, for what he may choose. He might not have an option because of the franchise tag. But how do you feel about him landing in Chicago again, re-signing? Is, does it make sense for A-Rob to re-sign legacy-wise, for him to build a legacy in Chicago? Or is it kind of like, hey, he did what he needed to do in Chicago. I don't like this fit anymore. How do you feel? Yeah, I... Uh- I'm on the side where I, I don't like him staying in Chicago. I'd rather see him go and kind of flourish somewhere else. I think he started his career with not the best quarterback in Jacksonville, and then he moved on to to Chicago where we thought, you know, Mitch Trubisky was going to be this guy, and then obviously he wasn't. He, they brought in Nick Foles, a Super Bowl champion uh, quarterback with the Eagles, and he wasn't 
he wasn't the guy either for Chicago. So I think yeah, I think for his legacy, he needs to get out of there. Obviously, he okay. doesn't have control of that. I think we'll find out. I think the the new season starts in in a couple of weeks, so that tr- the you know the them the franchise tagging they only have a couple more weeks for them to do that. I believe. Yeah. So I think he just yeah. needs to get out. It, it, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's so hard because I I try after hearing him talk on Clubhouse, I really try and get a new perspective from the player because he first off. I love all that he said on Clubhouse. He just seems like such a smart individual. He has a future way beyond his playing careers, his career, excuse me, in the NFL. I know that he talked about wanting to be an agent, but I try and think about them more as people now because they are people, right? (laughs) Obviously, but we just idolize them so much. But when you think about it, they have set foundations as a family in Chicago. So, I don't know how big of a factor that might play. So if Chicago isn't your favorite landing spot, what is your favorite landing spot for Allen Robinson then? Look, I think we heard all the rumors of Aaron Jones and how you know Miami's interested in Aaron Jones. And the Dolphins have a lot of cap space. They have 23 million cap space. And obviously mm. that might... That might go down depending on if they re-sign somebody and could on the go def- up, yeah, or could go up depending on what what they gonna what they're gonna do with their team. But look, a lot of rumors, like I said, of Aaron Jones going to the Dolphins, and just imagine, imagine Tua, Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. Devontae Parker, Allen Robinson, yep. Mike Gesicki. This this team would be crazy. That defense showed glimpses of playoff ability last year. I think that they can excel, and I think that if Allen Robinson gets there, wow. I, I truly yeah. love the Miami Dolphins, but it's hard because the Miami Dolphins are in a tough position. Maybe they trade down out of the draft, and you know I would actually I would actually argue that they are in one of the best positions. Well, that, this offseason. that's I guess that's what I meant to say. You know, they they are in a better oh, okay. position. They have tough decisions to make. There's like, well, do we want to sign Allen Robinson? He has these injuries, or do we want to get a young guy, young fresh eye that's going to take yeah. a couple a couple years, maybe to 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 be intertwined with our with our offense and in the scheme uh, that the Dolphins play. But it's really interesting. I think this team, the, just the Miami Dolphins in general, are going to be setting themselves up to win in the next couple years. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I I here's my you know. I'm not a Dolphins fan. There's a lot of Dolphins fans who listen to the podcast. And when we talked about Deshaun Watson to Miami, they were yeah. furious. Dolphin fans, for the most part, are are well behind Tua. Uh, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. We'll, we'll really find out this year what he has. But imagine they do sign Aaron Jones. And they sign Allen Robinson. <clears throat> and then in the draft, they take Jamar Chase. Bro, oh I my mean, goodness. There is there's a lot of people they need to sign for the defensive side to maintain that caliber of defense they had, but this is a team that is set up to win, and Absolutely. they have the draft capital as well to continue to build around this team. I will say, other than the Bears and the Dolphins, there's a lot of teams that could use Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams that would benefit from his services. One I would like to point out, and whether it's biased or not, is the Washington football team. Okay, <laughs> Talk about cap right. space. Washington has $38 plus million dollars of cap. And I, I would like to quickly say on this whole cap salary cap situ- situation, we tried to do our absolute best to research as many platforms as possible <laughs> to get accurate right. cap. Mm-hmm. But every source that you go to 
has different numbers for every team on the salary cap. And yeah. we are we did our best to research. We are actually currently talking to someone we met on Clubhouse who is a salary cap specialist to try and wrap our heads around why are these numbers so different. But the reality is Washington has a lot of cap. Last year, the Washington football team offered Amari Cooper a four-year, $120 million contract. They did that while Terry McLaurin broke out. They need a solidified wide receiver, too, alongside Terry McLaurin. And let's be real. I am not saying Allen Robinson is a wide receiver, too. (laughs) Both A-Rob and Terry would would serve as wide receiver ones in this offense. They would be a very good complementary piece to each other. Decent amount of cap. It's a team that's set up to win. Is Heineke the starter? I don't know. (laughs) But if he is, give him some pieces to see if he can succeed. I like this fit personally. Obviously, I like it because I'm a Washington fan. Of course. (laughs) But I think you could pitch this to Allen Robinson. Hey, the defense is there. They have a a playoff, yes. Maybe (laughs) NFC champion defensive uh, caliber. I I feel like their pieces are set up for them to succeed. And this is what he said. He wants to go to a team where he can contribute. Allen, come to the Washington football team. You can contribute from day one. (laughs) Make the legend of Taylor Heineke continue. There are some other teams that we we talked about, but we don't want to take up too much time. Your New York football giants could be an option. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, if you know me, I love the New York football giants. I think there is a great chance that, you know, he can go there. Uh, they do need a wide receiver one, obviously. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton show glimpses of he could be potentially a wide receiver one there. But, yeah. you know, that's not the case. But also on the other side of the Giants is the Jets. You know, they have a lot of cap mm-hmm. space. Um, Allen Robinson can go there. Obviously, they're trying to make pull off a trade with Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Jets and Allen Robinson, my goodness, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the yeah, Colts. Talk, talk about, sorry, quickly, talk about a transformation of a franchise. Yeah. If the <laughs> Jets goodness. pull that off, first, firstly, I don't know if they could pull off a Deshaun Watson trade and still have enough draft picks to build around him for the future. But right. if they could, and they signed Allen Robinson and some other pieces in the offseason, this could be a team that we're talking about very differently this time next year. Last two teams that could be potential is the Colts. They have ton of, ton of money. Uh, they need another wide receiver alongside Michael Pittman and the Jags. Mm, he said that he's open to a return is, to Jacksonville. He is open, but I don't like that fit. I mean, look, once again, anything anything is possible. He can go to really any 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, I'm really decided to see where he's going to go. But look, obviously, we know he's going to be a fantasy impact no matter where he goes. Yeah. I think he's going to have an absolute field day on whatever team. He just needs a a, a good quarterback. And I think Allen yeah. Robinson is, is going to go and help any team. But look, I think a guy that we had really high hopes on this year uh, for the 2020 season, in fantasy at least, was Chris Godwin. Right? Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin was this guy that came in and early, if you obviously were a fantasy football podcast, so if you listen to the podcast and if you listen to Zach yeah. early in the season, he loved Chris Godwin. There was a lot of talks, obviously, in Antonio Brown, Tom Brady. His ceiling went high. He skyrocketed. He didn't have the best season. Um, obviously, he was injured, but he did finish wide receiver 31. He averaged 15.9 per, points per, per game, which at the end, he did all right. You know, I think he did all right. He came yeah. around. He won a Super totally. Bowl. Let's be honest. <laughs> 
I put some respect on the on the name, Chris God. You, you when you say Chris Godwin, you say Super Bowl champion Chris Godwin. <laughs> Look, he's only twenty four years old, and that's what excites me the most about him in free agency. I love Allen Robinson, but for me, I actually think Chris Godwin is the number one wide receiver in free agency okay. right now. Yeah, he well, is only twenty four years old, guys. That is insane to think about. Twenty four years old. There are guys who were rookies last year. That are 23 years old. He, yeah. He's at an elite level. Absolutely. He's playing at an elite level, and he's at such a young age. I think he should be the most valuable wide receiver in free agency. But the big question is, is there even a chance he leaves the Buccaneers? What what percentage chance, Padaki, is there that Chris Godwin is not a Buccaneer in 2021? What percentage is he not? What's your, uh, what, what, what are you saying here? What? Percentage that he's not, I personally think it's is 50-50 chance, in my opinion. I think they're going to try to make a big push to get Chris Godwin. 50? 50? 50%? 50-50. 50-50. I think okay. they, they just won a Super Bowl, and they didn't do it without yeah. him. You know, obviously, they did it with a lot of other pieces. You know, AB was there. Obviously, Leonard Fournette came in. Rob Gronkowski came in. But I think Chris Godwin is a pillar to that team, in my personal opinion. I think it's fi- around yeah. 50%. I think um, they're going to make a a significant push to keep him on that team. Yeah. To be fair, considering his 2020 season, he did go through a lot of injury issues. Right. And that combined with getting to know your quarterback and getting into a rhythm, I think that's really what hurt him in fantasy. He still produced pretty well this year. But I think, you know, ultimately not having the reps with Tom Brady and getting injured – I mean, he broke his finger and continued to play football. If I stub my toe, I am not doing anything for two weeks, you know? <laughs> so respect to the guy. He was on the Pat McAfee show recently, and he was quoted to have said, I want to be in Tampa, but I want to get paid too. And yeah. with all due respect, I think he does need to get paid Tampa Bay. Is Tampa Bay the place to pay him? We don't know, but they do have a decent amount of cap space However, they also have a decent amount of free agents they need to bring back as well. There's a lot of key free agents on this team that need a new contract. Yeah, there's so many people, and that's one thing I really wanted to bring up. You know, like like I was naming out names. Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Shaq Barrett, Levante David. These are both on the the, both defense and offense. The Nambik and Sue. Look, there's so many people that they need to re-sign. They need to start prioritizing. You know, Tom yeah. Brady, uh, he says he's coming back for another year. I believe it. How many years is he really coming back for? So are you trying to win now with Tom Brady? Be like, hey, we have Tom yes. now. Let's pull everything we got with Tom. Or, all right, yes. guys. The answer is yes. There's there is no other. There's, <laughs> yeah, not, a, there's not an or and there. I th- and I think you have to think about it in, in the Chris Godwin perspective. I'm Chris Godwin. And I know I, know I want to get paid. I'm a Super Bowl champion. I kind of made my, my thing, you know, I kind of one my my ultimate achievement yeah now how many times do i want to do that how you know how long does tom brady yeah. really have i would yeah maybe in a more for more accomplishments in my legacy i would want to say you know what i'll take a pay cut and i'm would you do this personal question mm. if you were if you were chris godwin would you say you know what tom is only going to play for one or two more years i won't get my full pay cut i'm still young so by the time I'm 26, essentially, quote yeah. unquote, if Tom gives you two years, you can still get a four-year contract as a wide receiver. 
after those two years, yeah, at least I th- three. I think my priority is getting paid if I'm Chris Godwin because your lifespan as a player is only so long. The NFL is a brutal league and you could be out of it next year. Any player could. You know, that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. So if I am Chris Godwin and I'm thinking about my future, I already have a Super Bowl. I've already I've already done what most players you know dream about doing in their careers. Right. I'm I'm prioritizing getting paid in this offseason. I would love for that to be Tampa Bay. We don't know if that's going to happen. My only hesitation to saying he could go anywhere else is let's be honest here. Tom Tom Brady when he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have already had this conversation. Hey guys, I would love to sign here, but I know Chris Godwin's a free agent next year. Is that a priority for you to resign him? That conversation would have already happened. Uh, Bro. PFF projects that he's going to get a five-year, $22 million per-year contract. Um, That's a lot of money. And I'm not sure the Buccaneers have that much money to spend considering (laughs) all the holes. Yeah, I don't know. He's an absolute X factor wherever he goes. I just don't know if, if for him... He, I don't think he should take a pay cut personally. Yeah, look, according uh, obviously for obviously for all the over the cap and all these references that we're trying to get, technically the Bucks only have 13 million in the green in cap space. It's not really a much yeah. to sign all these people that I name on both the offense and the defense. But I think potential landing spots for uh, Chris Godwin, other than the Buccaneers, could be the Jags. Okay. Okay. And I know. I mean, maybe maybe you can sell this a little bit better because I, I I don't really see it, but I can I understand yeah. it. Okay, so here's the deal. Firstly, this would just be really fun to see Chris <laughs> Godwin on right. the Jacksonville Jaguars. It makes sense for Jacksonville because obviously you're giving Trevor Lawrence, who will be picked number one, mm-hmm. a true number one wide receiver to start his career with. Hey, man, thanks for coming in. Uh, Keelan Cole is your number one guy. DJ Chark, he's kind of good, but we're not really sure if he's a star yet. No, you you come in with Trevor Lawrence and you say, we brought you Chris Godwin. Show us what you got. It makes sense for Jacksonville. Right. I think it makes sense for Godwin because Jacksonville has the most cap, I believe. Yes, they do. The most cap this offseason, <laughs> the most money to spend. So he could get paid. It's a new coach, new era, only 24 years old. He could absolutely step in to this team and make an impact. He could contribute, as Allen Robinson said. For me, obviously, the Jags, it does seem unrealistic, but it's, it's a, it makes sense for both sides, I think, especially if Chris Godwin does want to get paid. Yeah, I, I see it. I mean, I can see I can see the Jags making a push for, for Godwin, get, get Trevor in, and I can see that connection. I think my favorite team right now and what we have here is the Colts. I like the Colts. You know, obviously they need a wide receiver one. They got a nice young wide receiver in Michael Pippen Jr. He came in last year and he he shows some glimpses of 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 becoming, you know, a good wide receiver and how he mm. how he's gonna be playing in, in the league. I think Chris Godwin can come in and really unlock that offense with Michael Pippen and, you know, Carson Wentz now um under center. It, it's they're both really young. That'll be this is a really young team. Besides Carson yeah. Wentz, I need to find out how how old Carson Wentz is. But Jonathan Taylor, Carson's not that old either. But yeah, it's they they've got the pieces to be good for a long time. And the only asterisk there is is Carson Wentz going to be able to recover his career? <laughs> yeah, well that now, that's we talked question. about this. Yeah, we talked about this what three podcasts ago. And the reality is, look, 
the Eagles offensive line did not help. Now he goes to the Colts. PFF's, what was it, seventh-ranked offensive line last year? Correct. They had a couple injuries. They do need to re-sign a left tackle, but they have the money to bring in a guy like Godwin. If Godwin does truly want money, then maybe, maybe the Bucks aren't the best option for him to get paid, considering mm-hmm. how many free agents they need to re-sign and the amount of money they have. What are some other teams that are just fun to talk about but probably yeah. not going to happen? Look, my, my favorite one is the Browns. I can I love the idea of him going to the Browns, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, this is with my projection of OBJ being traded. So if OBJ gets traded, that opens up some some, some cap space a little bit, depending on how, how it all works out. But I can I love Chris Godwin going into that offense and being that that guy that they can move around on the outside, the inside, yeah. you know. We saw glimpses once again of Baker Mayfield coming into his, coming into what we all thought he would be. Just a glimpse. Just, Just a, a glimpse. glimpse. And then Baker. he went back to his old Baker Mayfield ways. But no, he definitely approved this year. I love yeah. I love the idea no, of the Browns. And then obviously, you know, you're a beautiful Washington football team. Ooh, I mean, okay, say it again. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to go there? I mean, bro, y'all need to keep those uniforms. Just FYI. Nah, nah. I'm so glad that they announced that we are officially getting a new name in 2022. I cannot. You know what's funny is I, I have obviously friends in my life who don't know anything about football. And they say, oh, what team do you go for? I'm like, yeah, the Washington. I just say Washington. Yeah, I go for Washington. Oh, what's their name? Football team. It's just a meme. You know, I, I, I love my team, but unfortunately, we have gone into the meme car- category with our name, and we don't need to be there because we're a respectable team. Yeah, uh, yeah that makes sense. Okay, those are some fun landing spots, but the reality is he's going to be fantasy impact. He will have a high impact in fantasy regardless, right? Oh, absolutely. No matter where he goes, no matter what team he goes on, he is, a, in my opinion, a true wide receiver one. But the guy that I really want to talk about is actually his teammate now. His teammate, Antonio Brown, is also a free agent. On probably, quote-unquote, maybe the third best receiver, maybe the fourth, depending on how you like to rank it. But that is a wide receiver. He is a bit older. He'll be 33 when the season starts. You mean on their, on their team? Uh, yes, on their team. Okay, I was like, this ain't the best, the third best wide receiver in, in free agency. <laughs> yes, no, no, not the best third wide receiver. I'm saying, depending on how you want to rank it. Um, uh, okay, right. On uh, their team. So you got Scotty Miller there, then maybe. I like Scotty. I think Scotty can come to, bro. Okay. Anyways, I, I don't even talk about Scotty, but Scotty's good. Shout out okay. to Scotty Miller. I remember when I picked him up off the waiver wires. Uh, oh, yeah. Look, Antonio Brown, he is a, a, a good player. Uh, where did he finish in fantasy? Can we get that really so, fast? I think it was wide receiver 30. Antonio Brown, where did he finish? I think 34, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Double check on that for me. You know, and here's the point I actually want to make with Antonio Brown. First off, before we get into he is a polarizing player in the NFL. Okay. He had a pretty good year when you look at the numbers and you consider that he only played eight games. Right. And he only started in four of those. So in 2020... 45 receptions on 62 targets, 483 yards, and four touchdowns. Okay, that's in eight games. Imagine he played a full year, 16 games. If we just, because there are eight games he played, 16 games, do the math. Eight (laughs) times two is 16. If you multiply his stats by two, he would have had 90 receptions on 124 targets, 966 yards, and eight touchdowns. 
That would give him 234.6 PPR fantasy points on the year, and he would have finished as the wide receiver 16. Right. Okay. So I just the found wide receiver 16. Yeah, I just found where he's actually ranked this year with the only with those stats with the what is it the eight games that he or four games that he yeah. he truly started. He he was ranked 65. He finished wide receiver 65. That's a significant yeah. jump coming into wide receiver 16 if he did play the full season. I love the scenario. Yeah. I love the idea. It's interesting to see where what's going to happen with this guy. And, and you know, I, I don't say that to say that would have happened for sure. But I say it to maybe perk up your ears a little bit and say, <laughs> wow. Right. I mean, maybe he could have been very fantasy relevant if he started the entire year. The question is... Is there any other NFL team that would take a chance on Antonio Brown? Super Bowl champion with Tom Brady, with Tampa Bay, Antonio Brown, polarizing player. Did AB learn the lessons that he needed to while he wasn't in the NFL? Or is it just the Tom Brady connection? Is there another team, Badaki, that takes a chance on Antonio? Yeah, look, I've been pondering this a little bit. and I really don't think so. I don't see it happening in a lot of yeah. teams, obviously, with you know the way the league has changed and and how they take really serious incidents or serious accusations and and, and occurrences in a player's life really seriously, and which they should. Mm-hmm. I don't see any other team kind of making a push for him, and I do believe that Tom vouched for him. Tom put you know he signed. He probably he he did something. He gave his I don't know a better way to describe it, his but he gave stamp his, of approval. Yeah, stamp of approval, and he was like, Antonio Brown is the guy. If he messes up, that's completely on me. And I think that's what Tom was going to do. If those allegations, quote-unquote, did happen, and then, and Tom Brady was by his side, everyone would be pointing at Tom Brady. Tom, you vouch for this guy, man. You know? Yeah. But uh, I think, for me, I think he's on his his last little, last little bit of leash. I, I don't think any other team is going to pick him up. I personally think he's done in the NFL unless another team picks him up. He's not going to go to a team that's a young a young guy. He's not going to go to a Jag, the Jaguars with a young quarterback or the Eagles with Jalen Hurts or something like that. He's going to go to a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl right now. Yeah. And that that's really, if we really think about it, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bucks. Who else? Who else can you say are completely uh, ready with the team I right now? Say Packers. Packers might make sense if you could, he could be the wide receiver too, alongside Adams. Uh, the that, that's really it. That have that still have elite quarterbacks. That yeah. that that we can tell you guaranteeing those teams are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he could. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, you're right. I really, I really feel like the Bucks are maybe his only option, but. If he does go somewhere else, it's because the team trusts him now enough to say, don't mess this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mess this up. Show us the talent that you have. And obviously, he's a talented player. But his fantasy impact really is determined on if he comes back to Tampa Bay or not. And I think that's why I wanted to scale out that eight-game year on a 16-game basis because he would have been very fantasy-relevant Maybe we see him back in Tampa Bay, and maybe Chris Godwin leaves. In that scenario, how high are we drafting Antonio Brown? We might not be drafting him at all, if you really think about it. He might not get onto a team. If he does get onto a team, it really depends on where he's positioned. Is he a wide receiver one? Is he going to come in 
Well, I don't think he's going to come into a team that's going to make him a wide receiver one or a wide receiver. Sorry. I don't believe he's going to go to a team that he's going to be a wide receiver two or like a shadow guy. You know, he's he yeah. wants to play. He still wants to play. I agree. Uh, maybe a guy that teams are more interested in is Curtis Samuel when they're looking at the mm. free agents who are on the board. Obviously, he has a quote-unquote clean slate. Uh, <laughs> seems to be a team player. He had a decent year. I, I, I would like to call it a, a breakout, but it's more of a progression from every year so far. He's continually gotten better. He finished as a fantasy wide receiver 24 averaging 14.1 points per game. And if you look at his progression from 2017 when he entered the league to 2020, he's actually progressed as a wide receiver and gotten better every year. That's great. In 2017, 15 receptions. Mm-hmm. In 2018, 39 receptions. In 2019, 54 receptions, but he had 105 targets. So that's not all that nice. And then in 2020... He had a great year last year, uh, 97 targets, 77 receptions, way more effective than his previous years. My question, Badaki, this is what teams are going to be thinking about when they're thinking about signing a guy like Curtis Samuel. Was 2020 Curtis Samuel's ceiling or his floor going forward? I'm going to make a huge stretch here and say it's its floor. Okay. Mm, Okay. I truly believe that Curtis Samuel has an extraordinary talent. I think he is someone that could be utilized in the NFL now. I think he was too early for a Curtis Samuel type talent. If you really think about mm. it, he is a speedster. He run he ran a four, what was it, a four four one in the combine. This guy is fast, okay? He's a wide receiver for a reason and he he's kinda like a Tyreek threat, let's be honest. Maybe we can't compare him to a Tyreek. Tyreek is kind of a freak of nature, but I think Curtis Samuel is an, an elite, not an elite talent, is a very good talent. If there, what's the word right under yeah. elite? Uh, that that that's uh, the best way to describe it. He can make an impact on a team, maybe. I don't <laughs> he, know. He can make impact yeah, on he, a team. He's definitely got that Swiss Army knife type ability to be placed all over the field and make an impact. He also got pretty involved in the rushing game this year with Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right, Carolina is obviously a landing spot that could happen. He could resign. I don't see it likely happening. And I guess the reason is because they already brought in a free agent wide receiver last year in Robbie Anderson. They signed him to a two-year, $20 million deal. Does it make sense for Carolina to sign a wide receiver again in free agency? I don't know that it does. Obviously, there could be some comfortability there. And when, when we think about players as humans, he could have set up his life really well there. Right. Maybe that is a destination he would like to stay in. The Panthers do have $31 million in cap and don't have too many free agents. Mm. They're not like the Bucks, where they're just kind of brought really low because, you know, of what their possibilities are because of their free agents. But what are some other spots that make sense other than Carolina? I think the next one that makes sense is, is your Washington football team. Obviously, we heard heavy mm. linked rumors to to your football team, you got you guys are pretty popular here in, in the free agency team. <laughs> I know, I love it. Uh, but... Yeah, look, he can he can step in and play a wide receiver two role. Obviously, Terry on the other side, he's fast. Curtis Samuel is fast. He can be put in the slot. He can kind of be moved around. It's kind of like a J.D. McKissick vibe now if you really think about it. He can catch the ball. He can mm-hmm. run the ball. 
two JD McKissick's on the team, maybe, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch. But I think you're right. He does have yeah. the ability to to unlock the offense with Terry and kind of kind of open up the field and do something special there. Yeah, the, and the only reason I'm hesitant on this is, look, Washington has a great history of signing players in free agency to way too much money, and they right. never live up to that contract. I think the the most recent wide receiver would have been Paul Richardson. From Seattle, we signed him, and I think it was in 2018, to a massive contract, and that didn't work out. So I'm a little bit hesitant. The last landing spot, and I don't really love this, but it's the Chiefs. And I understand the reason why, Badaki, but why, why does this make sense? Look, I like this because obviously we know Andy Reid loves to do his little schemes. He, everyone on that team is fast. Pringle, Hardman, Tyreek. Everyone on this team is a speedster, and... I mean, why not get another one, okay? And mm. somebody that is could be utilized in the backfield. Don't get me wrong. Clyde Edwards-Hale is the guy, and he's going to come in. And he's going to do – and he is something special. He's young. But, you know, Curtis yeah. Samuel, what we saw him do in Carolina, he can he can be in the mix in the backfield. And mm. I think Andy Reid yeah. would like that, that option there for him. So I, I, that's just a fun option. But that's really what – that's really how I can see that playing out. Once again, it's just, it's just yeah. fun. For sure, for sure. And from a fantasy football perspective, obviously, I think his production heavily depends on where he goes. But I see him as a flex option, potential wide receiver two upside, depending on where he does land. I don't see him much higher than that. Is that fair? That is fair. I don't see him much higher higher than that at all. I would say that can I make a bold statement really fast? I think Curtis Samuel okay. could finish top. It's not really bold if he finished, what, 24 already, didn't he? Yeah. I was going to say top 25, but he already finished 24. Forget about it. <laughs> bold. You bold. want bold? I'll give you bold. Top no, five. Um, Curtis Samuel. GG's. Yeah, right. Top five. No, don't, don't, don't quote us on that, please. Uh, look, <laughs> similar to Curtis Samuel, Nelson Aguilar had a nice bounce back year. I... It's hard to call it a breakout, but both players had nice bounce back years from their previous year. Nelson Aguilar finishes as a wide receiver 34, averaging 11.6 points per game in fantasy. Yeah. Obviously, the Raiders might make the most sense. Not a ton of free agents to re-sign. Would a reunion happen potentially in Las Vegas? Do you see that happening? I don't know. I really don't know. I think Vegas is going to be one of the people that's going to try to get one of these guys. I think John Gruden likes to likes to shop, okay? And yeah. especially um was it Mac Mayoff? Is it Mac Mayoff? Yeah. Yeah, he Mayoff. likes to shop as well. Yeah. Let's be honest. He 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 was a former scout and he set, he pretty much yeah. set the foundation. He's going to be looking at every single possible option in in the market. Yeah. So I think Nelson Aguilar in my personal opinion has done in the Raiders, but I think the best thing that I see for Nelson is going to the Colts. Mm. And okay. that's because obviously we all know that Carson Wentz is back at the Colts. Nelson Aguilar won a Super Bowl there with the Eagles, back in, in Philly with Carson Wentz. Nick uh, Carson Wentz wasn't starting that Super Bowl. He wasn't starting that Super Bowl. You're right. But he, he won he still won a Super Bowl and he, he helped yeah. he helped, you know, this team go yeah. 
to the Super Bowl. So I think a reunion with Carson Wentz and, you know, can kind of compliment Michael Pittman Jr. in a way. But that's probably the best option I can really see him having. I don't know. I just beg. My, my question is, would Carson Wentz want that? Would he want a reunion with Nelson Aguilar? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Aguilar dropped a lot of balls that Carson Wentz threw his way. So it's... <laughs> It's 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 an interesting fit. I'm not sure it's it's the best fit. The other fit that we talked about was the Green Bay Packers. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the memes would be glorious if the Packers <laughs> signed Nelson Aguilar because of his drops. The Packers already have a bunch of issues with drops and how much Aaron Rodgers hates mm-hmm. when his receivers drop the ball. So I can imagine the memes would be glorious, but. He could serve as a wide receiver too to Adams. He could be a nice complimentary piece. I don't know if it's better than what Alan Lazard was last year, but maybe he could be a guy to, to step in there. Yeah, I think he could He could show some glimpses, but you're right. It could be all memes of all these people dropping balls and you're going to bring in Nelson Aguilar, Mr. Butterfingers? Come on. Yeah. No, no way that yeah. happens. I don't. I don't see that happening. And look, at best, I think he's probably a flex at best for fantasy impact. I don't really see him kind of excelling over that mark unless he goes into some sort of offense that <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like I can't even think. Even if he is in a good offense, I'm still not excited. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> he's a very, very deep late round pickup at best if he's if he lands in a good offense. Yeah. But uh, those are the five wide receivers we were going to talk about today. A-Rob, Godwin, uh, Antonio Brown. Who's there? Antonio Brown, Curtis Samuel, and Nelson Aguilar. We are going to be talking next week, this time on the podcast, about Juju, Corey Davis, Will Fuller, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones. Another pair of teammates that are both wide receivers. I'm pretty excited for to see where free agency all these players land. I actually just want it to happen now. You know, enough talk. Let's see where people land and how that's going to impact fantasy. But don't miss our next podcast. We are going to be bringing you part two of our rookie radar wide receivers, the wide receivers that are coming into the league that you need to be aware of that could have a big impact in year one. The last one we brought you, Rashad Bateman. We brought you uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. We brought you, uh, who else did we do on that one? I don't remember. But we brought you a bunch of players that you do need to know. This next one might be a little bit more low-key. Maybe people that you haven't heard of just Mm -hmm. yet. So don't miss it. Anything you want to say to close the show out here, Badaki? Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Fantasyland fam. Best way to support the show if you like what we are doing here. If you want to get in on, you know, this early access um, to listen to the podcast live, go on Patreon. That's probably a good yeah. way to kind of understand what we are going to be doing there. Once again, we're going to be updating Patreon soon, but have a look now, see what we had before, and see what we're going to be adding into the next season. And I think that's really fun and a good way for you to to get ready for year two of Fantasyland and this 2021 Absolutely. season. Hundred percent. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you on the next podcast. Have a good day. See you there. See you there. Hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. 
keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.